Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting on Friday the 21st of January 2022, including the Netflix pre-war drama Munich, The Edge of War, starring Jeremy Irons as Neville Chamberlain, and Amazon Prime Video comedy drama As We See It, about three young people with autism. And we'll also be looking at the final gripping season of the money-laundering thriller Ozark on Netflix and rocking out with a reunited girl group in Disney Plus musical drama Queens. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Roger Allen and Nancy Carroll will star in the French set whodunit Murder in Provence, which is coming to Britbox in March. What else is in the news, Hannah? The Crown's Tobias Menzies will play Abraham Lincoln's loyal war secretary, Edwin Stanton, in Apple TV's upcoming period drama, Manhunt, about how the US president's assassin, John Wilkes Booth, was brought to justice. Well, pretty good week, I would say, this week. Quite a variety of things, a classic returning series, a film, a comedy drama and a musical drama series. So lots to be going on with. We're going to start with a new period drama film on Netflix called Munich, The Edge of War. And here's a clip. Men and women of Britain and the Empire. As long as war is not begun, there is always hope. So this stars Jeremy Irons as Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain, who is remembered for coming back from a 1938 meeting with Adolf Hitler in Munich, waving a piece of paper in which Britain and Germany agreed not to go to war. And of course, that's not how it turned out. I think history has looked at Chamberlain as sort of an appeaser, but this portrays him in a slightly different light because, of course, after the First World War, you you wouldn't be surprised that politicians would, would do anything they could to avoid another massive conflict. You might think that a drama about a conference in Munich with various European leaders might be a bit dry. So what they've done, they've combined the real-life story with a fictional story, which involves two young men who were at Oxford University together. Hugh Leggett, who is now working for Chamberlain, he's played by George Mackay who, of course, starred in uh, 1917, another war film, and his German friend, Paul Hartmann, who is played by Yanis Niewerner. To cut a long story short, <laughs> behind the scenes of the Munich conference, these two are trying to meet up to pass between them a highly classified document that reveals what Adolf Hitler's true plans for Europe really are. So the idea is if they can get it in front of Chamberlain, this will change the course of the conference and possibly European history. It's very well done. I think the fact that they've added this espionage gives it a bit of high drama and jeopardy. Jeremy Irons is terrific as Chamberlain, really good. Mackay, I kind of find he has a 
one facial expression that he seems to rely on quite heavily of kind of looking slightly aghast. But anyway, I think um, Niverno, who plays the German, Paul Hartman, who was a kind of a fan of the Nazis early on, but then has realised what they are, are truly about. He's great in this. It's a terrific period drama. I mean, you, know, you could have seen this easily getting a cinema release. It's got a very strong cast. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's got a good uh, good Hitler, played by Ulrich Mattes. Um, some good scenes involving Hitler and his entourage. Is this one for you, uh, Hannah? Are you a sort of history buff? Well, you know what? I really like a period drama. So, you know... That in itself kind of puts me right in the in in the firing line with this, and I really did enjoy it. I think with things like this, well, historical ones like this, they're sort of they're recent enough. They're obviously not in our time, but they're recent enough for you to sort of feel like they're knocking on your door, and it 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 kind of feels. I think probably embarrassingly quite a potted history that I have. So um, I, I really enjoy um, historic dramas like this or period dramas like this. And so, I, you know, again, I think some great acting um, and, and <laughs> I, 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 Hitler is played very, very well, actually. Um, I would agree with that. Although kind of the whole um, World War World War Two. even though, you know, it was long before, you know, we were born... I think kind of hearing the sirens, hearing everything that goes on there, it, it, it still sends a shiver down my spine. So I can only imagine what it does for the people still alive who lived through that war. I mean, we're in those recent times that people are still alive who, who were part of it. So, yeah, for me, really, really good. Um, I, I really enjoy period dramas like this. Over on Amazon Prime Video, also arriving on Friday, the 21st of January, it's a new comedy drama series called As We See It. Yes, that is. I do like a bit of prime video. Um, shall we listen to a clip and then we can have a chat about it? Let's check in on how our weekly goals are going. As a part of moving into this apartment, we all agreed on a certain set of goals. Yes, I need to get and maintain a job. Check. And I need to make friends. Well played, Jack. Thank you, but I didn't play well. You played poorly. You're very old. I'm sorry, it's the Asperger's. He doesn't mean it. I mean it, she tanked that hand. This is a comedy drama. Um, there are eight episodes um, and this is season one. And I absolutely adore this um, on abs literally every level. I, I love it. Um, essentially, you have several 20-something um, roommates coming together. They're all on the autism spectrum. And at a time when autism is, is so present in our society and we still don't, don't know enough about it, this really shines a spotlight um, on it and the kind of brilliance of these people and whilst we kind of the battles I suppose that they face every single day so the, these guys and ladies are all together they're striving to achieve their goals so one wants to get a job wants to make one wants to make friends one wants to get a boyfriend one of them struggles to even go outside um, and you really see their journey um, and, and what they're coming up against and what's so brilliant about this like for example the lad that struggles to go outside the noise he has to he wants to overcome it they all want to overcome uh, the issue that they have the specific issue they have they don't want it to become the big thing in their life anymore and he walks outside and what they do very cleverly 
is they make louder those scenes. So what his world, what he likes it to be, and then how noisy. So someone running past you, you might not think twice about. For him, knocking him, it's a huge deal. It's, it's, it's really problematic. And it makes you see life a little bit through their eyes. And so, again, I, I think it shines a spotlight uh, on autism, how brilliant these people are and the awareness that we should have around it. So whilst, yes, it's a drama, whilst, yes, it's very, very funny in places, I think it has quite a key, strong message in this. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. What did you think, Ian? Yeah, I thought it was good. And and as you say, it's not afraid to show this the sort of funny side of autism. And you've got Joe Mantegna from Criminal Minds, who plays Jack's father, who has cancer and is worried about how is his son gonna cope so yeah it's got that that it also looks at the people who who are concerned that these autistic youngsters how are they going to get on in the world you know how are they going to survive how are they going to be happy so yeah I thought it it, it was funny and it also pulled on the heartstrings and it it does shine a light on on a world that we're we're not that familiar with coming back for its final series on Netflix it's the fantastic Ozark. So what's this message from Mexico is so important you had to drag us all in here? The Navarro cartel has been made aware that you intend to start producing heroin again. They have instructed us to warn you their response is going to be quick and it's going to be brutal. <laughs> We're just the messengers here. So this is the fourth and final season of this wonderful series which i've been watching again from the beginning recently um it's it's very much the project of jason bateman who stars as this guy marty bird he's a family man and right at the beginning of the first season he was sort of working for a kind of wealth management type company but he discovered uh, in quite dramatic fashion that his partner had been dealing with some major criminals and he was sort of on the brink of yeah, being killed. Um, and he said, oh, he's going to go away to this place called Ozark and launder money uh, for the mob. But he has no plan whatsoever. So he takes the family with him. He's also just discovered that his wife, Wendy, played by Laura Linney, is being unfaithful. So they and the two kids go to this. It's kind of a lakeside resort, pretty run down. And he needs to start buying up local businesses, including like a strip club and a sort of boat hire place, um, so that he can launder an incredibly large amount of money uh, for his sort of mob overlords. So it's definitely got that kind of breaking bad vibe of regular family man finds himself suddenly up to his neck in, in, in criminal activity and has to sort of think on his feet and turns out to be rather good at it. So, yeah, I, I love this show. It's great, and I'm sorry that it's ending. The final series, well, I just watched episode one today, and it starts in highly dramatic fashion. I won't say any more, but basically the birds, they're trying to kind of find a way of, of extricating themselves from this criminal world meanwhile there's a great character called uh, ruth langmore who who people who've watched the show will be familiar with she's kind of split from the birds uh criminal enterprise and now is kind of lined up against them um and they're the the mexican drug cartel bus 
boss wants to kind of get an amnesty from the US uh, in return for passing information. So yeah, it's all going on. I absolutely love it. If you haven't seen Ozark, go to the very beginning, watch it, and you will not be disappointed. Have you watched any of this, Hannah? I have. I have. I, I, I think it is brilliant. It's not the genre that I absolutely love. It's not something I naturally kind of, you know, um, gravitate towards, uh, as you well know. <laughs> We've been doing these podcasts long enough, haven't we, for you to know that. But it is absolutely brilliant. But Bre- yeah, break, think Breaking Bad and absolutely right up the same street. Um, it's so dramatic. It's, it's, it's one of those sort of crime thrillers that... Um, you sort of I don't know you you can't you need to be watching all the time so if you haven't seen any of the of of, of the rest of them you need to go back and watch them I think um and as you say the first one um in this series is in this season is is pretty dramatic starts and, and it doesn't let down and I don't think it's one of those things that it doesn't seem to be tiring itself you know it, I know it's the last but it, it doesn't seem to be exhausting itself it's just absolutely brilliant really well played by everybody um and just incredibly dramatic and incredibly exciting so not something I'd naturally go to but something that is very gripping one thing I should add is that um this is being released in two halves so uh, each consisting of seven episodes. And so the first half is released again on Friday, the 21st of January. We're going to finish off. Hannah, you're going to tell us about something a little bit different. It's a new musical drama series on Disney Plus called Queens. Oh, you better think. Can you believe it's been 20 years since we performed together? We stood on top of the world for a hot minute. The only time I had anything resembling a family is when we were together. The dumbest thing we ever did was throw away friendships that most people never had. Let's get this group back together. Yes, it is. I think this is going to be a really big hit. This is just really good fun as much as anything. You know, we've just talked about Ozark. You can, you know, they are literally polar opposites. Um, uh, And this is... This, for me, almost, you don't need a drama about this because this happens in reality. So (laughs) this musical drama follows um, an American girl group. So they were together. They're called the Nasty Bitches. um, And they were megastars in the hip-hop world in the 90s. This is 20 years on and they decide to reunite. So you get to kind of understand a bit about all their lives. One of them has five children. You you see all the different parts of of their lives and how they've changed and how they've gone from being sort of, you know, hugely recognisable. I mean, they still kind of are. You still see bits of that, um, but hugely recognisable, but very changed in the 20 years. And they're now in their 40s. Um, that they're not in contact in the way that they were. I think when you're in girl bands, you live in each other's pockets and you're probably quite delighted to have time away from each other. But they now want to get back together because their former manager wants them to get back together. And of course, the money, ka-ching, is, is helping their decision. Um, so yeah, you see, you see, and they're making a huge comeback. Um, it, it's on stage, um, one of the biggest nights of the, the hip hop year. And you see them getting ready for that. And I, you know what? It's it's kind of one of those things where 
um, this mirrors reality because you can just see this happen. Well, we do see it happening all the time, don't we? Bands uh, that are split and then sort of get back together and they're all quite, I mean, take that, look at them, completely different a few years on. Um, you know, their body shapes, uh, absolutely everything um, because that's what that's what happens to us all, right? And uh, it, it's just it's just fun and I, and I think I think it will hit the right spot with quite a few people. What did you think, Ian? This is probably not one so much for you. Well, I usually like anything that involves getting the band back together. So, yeah, as you say, they've all moved on. One's, I think, a mum of five, but she's just discovering yep. that uh, her marriage isn't quite what she'd thought. One has become very religious, but is also, I think, getting involved in a gay relationship. One has become a kind of country singer. This is one of my pet hates. We see her performing and she makes no attempt whatsoever to convincingly appear to be playing the guitar. Anyway, that's by the by. <laughs> and then she kicks the mic over, yes. which is very rude. <laughs> so I didn't really think this was particularly going to be my cup of tea. But what I did like, so at the beginning it shows the video for their big hit that they had back in the day. And it does look like one of those classic kind of misogynist, materialistic hip hop slash rap videos. But it's women doing it. So it's a kind of a different take on it. And when they did get back together and they started rapping while they were rehearsing for this big night that they were going to guest star at, the rapping was good. And they were rapping about how their lives had changed since they'd been in the band. There's also a bit of a sort of romantic backstory. So one member of the band who is a great character, she's like a, date, a bitchy daytime TV star. She's great. So she got involved with the manager but one of the other women was jealous so yeah there's quite a lot going on and by the end of episode one <laughs> i got to admit i yeah I, I i was really enjoying it i thought it was good good you surprise me <laughs> i've su- I surprise myself sometimes we got to that time where you tell us what you've been watching into the wee small hours of the morning hannah so please reveal all well i did a bit of catching up on ozark because i knew that we'd be reviewing the first one today so i did a bit of catch up on that but then Mm. completely opposite end of the spectrum i also indulged in a new life in the sun because i feel so cold at the moment that i just wanted Mm. to imagine but and that always makes me laugh because they're the most sort of unlikely people that have taken themselves off to italy or spain to create a new business and i just i love watching it's absolutely brilliant and also junior bake-off because again um i think in the winter you have to comfort eat so i've been watching the little ones produce um lovely loaves i have to i have to be honest with you i really i don't want to like paul hollywood but i really do he's absolutely brilliant in these things and he's so good with the children and the children are really really very talented i mean they come up with the most brilliant ideas so yeah that's what i've been doing how about you is he a silver fox i don't think i fancy him yet but I feel like it might happen. Okay. What about what about those steely blue eyes? Piercing, aren't they? I know they. He has got good eyes. I'm not looking at them too long. I think you could get under his spell. Okay. Well, I'm a bit more low <laughs> rent than you. I don't watch a new life in the sun. I watch uh, bargain loving Brits in the sun. Quite oh, I love that. that. It's <laughs> great. Um, but I also watched the very good Channel Four documentary series, The Killer Nanny. Did she do it? Which was all about the trial of Louise Woodward, who was the British nanny, teenage nanny, who was working in Massachusetts. And a baby she was looking after 
died and she went on trial for murder. And that's uh, that's a gripping watch, a three-parter. Um, and you can find that on all four. I remember that actually happening. Yeah, it's, it's a fascinating watch. Now, uh, looking ahead to next week, we've got some good stuff coming up. What are we going to be talking about, Hannah? We're going to be talking about Kristen Bell. <laughs> because she's a wine-loving recluse who sees... Not really. Is she? She's playing a wine-loving recluse who sees a murder in new Netflix comedy thriller, The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. Ironically, I am a wine-loving recluse. Uh, we'll also be talking about Natasha Macalone, who is starring as a wealthy hotel owner in 1920s Italy in the period drama Hotel Portofino on Britbox. So we look forward to those and more, but in the meantime... Keep watching!